Hello everyone and welcome to episode two of Something to Live For, a podcast slash audiobook where new chapters will be released every other Thursday night. My name is Alex Lawrence and I've still been developing this story for around 18 months. I originally released the first 10 or so chapters via the website and then as an ebook, but I've now decided to release it as a podcast. Uh, the ebook will then be released once the podcast has been completed. Now, I'm in the process of getting the podcast onto iTunes and Stitcher, etc., uh, which may be where you're listening to right now. So, in that case, I did it. Um, so, in last week's chapter, chapter one, we got a little bit up to speed uh, with where our main character is. Uh, essentially he's fucked his wife and son are dead he's running out of food uh, and he got shit scared of a cat he's decided to leave the house after 19 days to go and find his best friend daniel uh, and his family um i've had some cracking feedback from some of you uh, and i appreciate every every little bit of it um even the guy who quite nicely told me to learn not to lisp uh thanks so you too can get involved with your feedback, theories and, and remarks about my speech impediment uh, on the Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash something to live for series. And please uh, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on the next episode. If you would also like to leave a review, uh, that would likely make me smile. Uh, so the girlfriend is at work again and my two youngest boys are upstairs uh, in bed again so if you hear the baby monitor go off it is still not part of the story I just don't want to blow an entire take now the story contains material that some listeners may find distressing or disturbing so listener discretion is advised I'm avoiding the main road where I can. I've left early in the morning so I don't have to use my headlights. And hopefully anyone else is still asleep. If TV's anything to go by, the world will have been overrun by some charismatic guy leading a group of people who will take all my stuff, so I want to avoid that. Everything is eerily quiet and I get the feeling that I'm the only person who didn't get selected for the rapture. There are less random houses and buildings on fire than I was expecting, although... I don't know what I was expecting. Every so often I see movements through the gaps in the side roads or through gardens which sends a shiver down my entire body. I'm surprised by how few cars there are on the road piled up to block my path but everything just looks the same. Was there not a mass evacuation or people trying to escape? Did they not get the chance to? I've never driven in silence. I always have the radio on or some music which is making this journey even more uncomfortable. I'm not stupid enough to put it on, though. Not yet, anyway. I've only been driving about 30 minutes, and all I want to do is go home, go to sleep, and wake up 20 days ago. 
20 days ago when we went into town to pay the final payment and get our clothes for our first family holiday. Disneyland, Florida. Milo would have lost his fucking mind when he met the cast of Toy Story. We lived to make that boy happy, and he was so happy. I need to pull over and get some air. Shit, 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 shit. I am fucked. There's a thing standing about ten feet away from me, and he's looking at the car. He, I think he's a he. He's wearing jeans and a t-shirt, just like I am. But his hair is a mess. His eyes are a fiery red, and he's got scratches all over his arms. He's walking towards the driver's side of the car, exactly where I'm standing. How the fuck could I have not have seen him? Fuck. The machete is on the passenger seat, so I'm slowly moving round to the back of the car to get to the other side. Do I get in, or do I stand up and try and kill this thing? Am I going to get a better chance to go one-on-one -on -one to find out to find out how I'm going to do this? What if it kills me? Shit. I've got the machete, and I'm going to kill this thing. The adrenaline is pumping blood around my body like a fucking fighter jet. I need to swing at the head with everything that I've got before it is close enough to me to scratch or bite or pull. I wonder if I can get behind it somehow. I've let it get to the car, so I'm going to go back the way I came and swoop round behind it and stab it in the back of the head. Simple, but completely fucking ludicrous. Oh, I can smell it from here. It's fucking rank. It smells like rotting food at the bottom of a wheelie bin. Here I go. He doesn't see me moving through the car windows, so I'm able to sneak round the back of him. I could literally throw up right now. I guess this is what it's like when a soldier's deployed into a war zone. Kill or be killed. I've swung this machete, which is about the size of my arm and about as heavy as a fucking microwave, and I've caught him right on the jaw, and it's deflected my swing up, so I've essentially chopped off half his face. Reacting like I've just tapped him on the shoulder to ask for directions, he turns around with the whole right side of his face gone and he fucking wants me. I swing again and off comes his left hand. I'm going to die. Why didn't I just get back in the car? I swing the machete once more from above my head and it drives it right into the top of what's left of his skull. It goes in three or four inches and he stops and collapses. I fucking killed it. Don't celebrate. I've puked my salmon breakfast all over his face just to add insult to injury. The machete is a lot harder to get out than you might expect. It was really wedged in there. Fuck. I wipe it on his t-shirt so the smell won't follow me into the car and slump down, leaning back on the car. There's my heart again, racing like a punk drummer's snare roll. I find the will to get up and get back in the car so I can carry on driving and just making sure my mind doesn't wander again. With my windows wound up, I flick the radio on to see if there's anything transmitting. Nothing but static. So what do I know? Machete to the head, that kills them. Swing much harder than you think you should. Take the machete everywhere. The radio stopped transmitting as well as the TV. They fucking stink. Salmon tastes much worse coming back up. And there's a fucking woman standing in the road waving for me to stop. Fuck. Do I, do I stop? 
Do I run her over? Do I drive past and not help? I've stopped and I pull alongside her. Please don't be a mistake. Hiya, do you need a lift? What else am I supposed to say? Thank you for stopping. She sounds terrified and short of breath. I can see why. Down a side road is maybe 20 of those fucking things walking straight towards us. Get in, I breathed with more panic than I was hoping to put out there. She ran round to the passenger side and got in while I moved the machete into the footwell. Seatbelt, Sarah. What? She asked me with a fear and confusion in her voice. Sorry, it's, it's something I used to say to my wife whenever she got into the car. She hated it. It's silly. Where have you been? Why, why are you out here? I'm trying so hard to stay composed. I haven't spoken for over two weeks and it's like I've forgotten how. Your wife? Where is she? Where have you been? She's looking at the machete by her feet, the blood all over me, and the bag full of weapons in the back seat. She's, um, I don't know how to talk about this. She didn't make it. Shit. I'm sorry about your wife. I've been at home. My mum and dad didn't come home when all of this happened, and I ran out of food a couple of days ago, so I went out looking for some. And there they all were. I'm Sarah. Of course she is. So there we have chapter two in the can. I hope you all enjoy it. And of course, I hope you'll come back to see where our main character goes from here. I promise you he does get a name, so we know what to refer to him as moving forward. As always, please go and like the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash something to live for series. Get involved with all your theories and throw me some feedback. On the website that you can find through the Facebook page until I stump up the cash for a proper domain, I've got a list of songs that I would listen to while I was writing. They would really help sort of shape the story and shape the tone of what was happening. So I'm going to give you some homework at the end of every episode. You will likely recognise most of the songs because most of them are from movies or, or TV shows. This week, uh, I implore you to all load up your Apple Music or your Spotify uh, and listen to Glasgow Love Theme by Craig Armstrong. It's from Love Actually, uh, and it's actually one of my favourite pieces of music of all time. It clocks in about two and a half minutes at best, uh, and it is bloody worth it. So that's me, uh, and I will see you all next time for Chapter 3.